0: Turn your Bible please to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. As you mentioned the other day, the word Ecclesia Church appears many times in the New Testament usually that word refers to the local body of believers some have said that in the book of Ephesians it's a bit different here he's talking about the body of Christ the whole body of Christ there are 21 verses in this book chapter I want to three points that are help to us. The stewardship of the New Revelation, the service of the New Revelation, and our source of strength in this New Revelation. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given to you Lord, how that by revelation it made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote before in a few words, whereby when ye read, ye understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages were not made known for the sons of men, as is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles... To be fellow heirs in the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ as the gospel. Now, you remember that Paul, his former name was Saul Parshus, he went to Jerusalem, studied under the feet of Gamaliel, the great rabbinical prophet. He learned there that Christianity was accepting Jesus had been crucified on the cross in a few weeks from months before he got to Jerusalem. it was all So he was taught to hate the Christians. So Saul tried to set out to arrest Christians, torture them, put them in prison, get them, kill them for this sake. He only way to Damascus to kill Christians there. And had a vision of the Lord a bright light shone in the air he heard a voice saying Saul, Saul why do you persecute me? he said who are you sir? the voice said I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. it's hard for you to kick against the pricks then Saul something happened in his heart when you hear Jesus or meet Jesus something happens. He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord began to tell him. First thing he said, go to Damascus. He we told them what you're to do. As we mentioned the other day, here's the thing about the Word of God is God uses people to win another through Christ. And under do it through thunder, thunderstorms, or bright lights. I did it through people? So he said, you go to Damascus, and be told you The other in the line he worked on a man named Annaias, you go and speak called straight and tell Saul how to be saved. So that's what, what Anas did. And when he got there, Saul's charger was ready to receive him, he gave his heart to Jesus. Is not the same again. He went out to the Arabian desert, spent three years by himself, and God gave him some great mysteries that are found in the life of Paul, not found anywhere else. For example, you search through the Old Testament, except in Isaiah 60, and further says said, The Gentiles will come to the light come my Jesus. Most of the time, Gentiles looked born dogs. They were not respected by the Jews. Well, when Saul got saved out in the Arabian desert, God revealed to him a secret that had not been known by anybody else. Look at verse 5. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, And it is now revealed under his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. What is that secret? It's a secret that God loves everybody. He loves Gentiles. He loves American Indians. He loves those from India. Those those from Australia. He loves those barbarians in England and France and Germany. He loves everybody. Now, everybody was not a Jew, was a Gentile. And God told Saul charges, down now named Paul, I want you to go and minister to the Gentiles. That includes all of us. Almost everybody here, who are Jews in this room or not, or not, but all of us are Gentiles. And the message came to us. Revelation 7 to 11. Wherefore I am made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given to me by the effectual working of his power, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is a grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles to the search of the riches of Christ. Paul said, I am made a minister, a servant of God. I am less than anyone else. And here I am, to preach among the Gentiles that I should make known the fellowship of this mystery, that the churches may know, verse 10, to the intent that now the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made made known by the church the an wisdom of God. Keep in mind that Jesus founded the church in Matthew 16. He gathered his best friends together He said, who do men say that I the son of man am? Some said, you're John the Baptist, one of the prophets, or Elias. He said, who do you say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, for my Father which is in heaven. Which reminds us, when we come to Christ, the Heavenly Father reveals to our heart Jesus. That's when we need to go forward with the word of God. God uses the word. There's power in the word of God. And God uses the word. Church was founded by Jesus. It was commissioned by Jesus in Matthew 28. Go ye into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Church was warned by Jesus. Hold your finger there and turn to Revelation chapter two and three. Revelation chapter two and three. It says under the church of Ephesus you've left your first love. In the church of Smyrna, prepare for suffering. Church of Pergamos, you have false doctrine. The church of Thyatira, false living. church of Sardis, you have a name that you're alive, but you're really dead. Only to the Philadelphia church do you say, I'll give you an open door. No man can shut it. And then he gives a final warning to the church of Laodicea. He says, you're neither hot nor cold. I would thou wert hot or cold. And because thou art lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's what Jesus said to his churches. So he warned them. I think today we need to remember a threefold reminder about the church. Number one, the church is fragile. Handle with prayer. Don't ever think that the church has it made. We're fragile. We must be a praying church, a praying people more things are rub by prayer than this world dreams of. So we need to pray a whole lot more than we pray. Then we need to hold the church to the master plan. What is the master plan? Personal soul winning. going into the world and reaching people. That's what Jesus told us over and over again. In Proverbs, it says, He that wins souls is wise. In Daniel, they that will be wise shall shine the brighten of the firmament. They determine many righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So we have a big, big responsibility to go and tell. Tell people, help the church with prayer because it's fragile. Hold it to its master plan. Daniel the Church has to constantly be held to the master plan. It's good to have Sunday school and training. It's good to have RAs and GAs, and we need to do that. It's good to have potluck suppers. It's good to have fellowship. But the one big thing Jesus told us to do, go win people of Christ. Go tell. Tell what great things He had done for you. That's a big thing. Then we need to heed the needs of the church. Church needs comfort. There's so many reasons why the church is troubled today. We need the comforting hand of the Lord. God said, Isaiah, you go and preach this. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. Say it through God. Speaking comfortably to Jerusalem, crying to her, her warfare is accomplished, her iniquity is pardoned. She has received the Lord's hand double for all her sin. Do you know? The church needs to be reminded from time to time that our sins are under the blood. And when the devil tries to accuse you of sin, send him back where he belongs. God has forgiven our sins. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, they're all under the blood. The church needs strength. The church needs to be involved in getting the gospel out to the world in missions. The church needs to reach young people. The church needs to minister to older people. We have them. Youth program going here. We have a ministry for older people called the Silver Circle. They've not been meeting recently, but we will. We used to have a silver quartet. We used to sing in the church all the time. We knew that again. Then, keep in mind our source of spiritual power. Beginning in verse 13. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not and my tribulations for you which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees in the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened by with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and know the love of Christ which passes knowledge you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That's a tremendous reminder. Our strength is in knowing the love of God. How high it is, how low it reaches, how wide it is. The psalmist said "God's has removed our transgressions as far as the east is from the west. Nobody knows how long that is. Nobody's says we measure from east to west. We measure from north to south, not east to west. You go east, 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 and finally you meet the west, but you don't know where the west is. You on you the west and you're where the east was. Well, God is saying our sins are removed that far away. We remind one, one another that remember, remember our strength sometimes comes through suffering. Paul suffered a whole lot, but had strength in his suffering. That the church might know he is able to do exceeding abundantly of all that we think. Look at verse 20 and 21. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly of all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. God is able. God is able. Now, when we pray, do we always get what God what we ask God for? No, sometimes you know it's not best for us. We may go through a waiting period. You may say, not yet, later on. But God is able. We never need to doubt His ability. He's able to meet every need of yours. Keep in mind what he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his and glory of Christ Jesus. And so we need to give our lives to him in a new way, day by day. Now tonight in this room, God is able to meet your need, whatever it is. Maybe somebody here is discouraged. Maybe God's Somebody here is facing decisions you don't know how to make. Maybe you have financial problems. Maybe you have physical problems. Maybe you just don't feel good. Maybe you lack of strength. God is able. Ask Him. If you're here tonight and you've never been saved, God is able to save you to the uttermost. Let's bow together in prayer. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus down on the cross for our sins not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance we pray that someone will come to the Lord here tonight and the days just ahead as we witness for Christ before Sunday the Lord help us to bring somebody to the house of God Sunday and he's Jesus we ask in his name Amen now stand please we're singing number 528 are you able said the master to be crucified with me while we sing this God's invitation somebody won't just come and kneel at the altar and pray maybe there's a commitment you need to make a renewed commitment renewal of soul winning maybe somebody here is lost you Christ come tonight while we sing while we pray